What is up, guys, and welcome back to another edition of On the Volley with Matt and Jeremy. Unfortunately, we're a little late for last week's analysis, and I'm by myself this week. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on three games, or two games, rather, that I thought were important from last week and give you my three picks from this week. Like I said, there's no map today, so I'm writing solo. I'm going to keep this relatively short, but I wanted to get an episode out. First of all, I want to thank Matt for covering for me for a few weeks because of pneumonia. I still have a little bit of a cough. I'm going to try not to cough on you guys too much, but it's still there. But I am much better than where I was. So, obviously, the two games that I want to talk about from last week are both involving the Milwaukee Wave. And no, it's not because I am a Milwaukee Wave fan. It's just because I think those were two of the biggest games from last week. So, first, let's talk about that San Diego game. And going into this game, I I knew the Wave was going to have a little bit of trouble with San Diego, and ultimately, they lost the game, but they played a good game. It's always a tough way to lose when you lose in... Um, not only overtime, but a shootout. Uh, you know, I give credit to San Diego. I've said this for years. I, I think San Diego is probably one of the best home teams in the entire major arena soccer league. And they proved it against the Wave. And, you know, I'm sure if you talk to Coach Phil Salvaggio, you know, he would be the first to tell you that one of the most difficult teams to play in, in the MASL is the Milwaukee Wave. Um, you know, you look at the Wave and, you know, you, you say, okay, they're defending champions, so San Diego has the work to do here, not the Wave. But in reality, as I just said, San Diego is one of the best teams in the league at home. They proved it last year with the amazing winning streak. And they're proving it this year. Uh, You know, they've, they've lost more games than they did last year, obviously. But, you know, anytime you have a tough road stretch and you're playing essentially nine games on the road, it's pretty much inevitable that you're going to lose some games. But against this particular Milwaukee team, I think San Diego did really well with weathering the storm and taking their chances when they were able to. Uh, You know, as far as I'm concerned, we all know with this Milwaukee team that 
you know, they have the ability to go on runs, and they did just that with San Diego, you know, I I looked at this as one of those things were where Milwaukee was going to have to dictate the flow of the game, and ultimately, I think they did a really good job of that. The only difference is that San Diego took their chances when they needed to, whereas Milwaukee really wasn't able to do that. I mean, credit to Milwaukee, they took the game down to the wire, you know, nobody scored in overtime. It ends up going to a shootout, and Craig Tiles, being Craig Tiles, scores twice, and that's the end of the game. And... You know, all credit has to go to San Diego here. I, I'm really impressed with San Diego. I think the only Achilles heel for San Diego is both the penalty kill and power plays. I mean, you listen to Nate Alvarea and Craig Alston, they'll both tell you that one of the things that San Diego really needs to work on going into these last few games and going into these playoffs is special teams because they, you know, as good as a team that they have been on both sides of the ball, that's just one area where they are really not good. So, you know, and look, you have guys like Craig Elston on play-by-play. You've got guys like Craig Childs on the field. You've got a coach in Phil Salvaggio. I mean, this this organization is just littered with class. So, you know, you're looking at a guy like Phil Salvaggio, and it's hard to believe that San Diego is as poor as they are in the special teams area and listen, we all know that the MASL is one of those things where you have to be good in every facet of the game and if you're not, then it's really difficult to be a good team and, you know, going back to last year and you're looking at San Diego and you're saying, Okay, you had the amazing win streak, but then you get into the playoffs, you face a Monterey team that beats you in overtime, you don't get a chance to compete for the Ron Newman Cup. Instead, Monterey goes into Milwaukee and eventually loses. But, you know, going into this year, I think if we're looking at the playoffs, this year, I think San Diego is going to have to be really, really good on spe- special teams, especially because, you know, let's not forget whoever finishes first in the conference is going to choose who they play first. And I'm not saying that 
Monterey is going to say we want to play San Diego first, but I think it really is a good possibility, and I think if you're looking at it from a Monterey perspective, why not get one of the tougher moments out of the way? And so I think if they want to get past Monterey this year and they don't want to repeat them next year, I really think that, you know, you have to get better in the special teams area. And if they don't, we're going to see a repeat of what happened last year. And I, I, it's just, it's really a shame to see a team like San Diego struggle in those aspects because really the little things are the things that are going to make the difference between winning a championship and watching the championship game on TV. And, you know, these guys have so many good players on their squad. You know, you have guys like Childs. You got Slav. You got Pardo in the goal. I mean, this is a team that could easily make a run in the playoffs. But if they don't get better on the power play and the penalty kill. I I it's hard for me to say that San Diego will make a run at the cup. Now you know I'm not saying that San Diego can't make a run without summoning up this portion of their game. I've been saying if they're able to do so, I think it's going to make San Diego absolutely formidable because they're already good. And that's just the bottom line is they're probably one of the best teams in that Western Conference behind Monterey. And I've said it before, you know, they had their hiccups on the road trip. They went... 3-3, three and three, which all things considered isn't a bad way to end a road trip. I mean, you're playing six games on the road and you're essentially playing teams that every one of those teams could have beaten them. And so for them to go 3-3 three and three on that road trip and then come home and play the world champions and come out with a win, that says a lot about this team. I think San Diego is going to make a lot of noise. But again, I I think that if I'm Monterey, I say, hey, San Diego, let's play in the first round because I believe that it is going to be Monterey's toughest team team to play in that Western Conference. Don't get me wrong, there's formidable opponents in that Western Conference with Ontario being right there with Tacoma making a run, even Turlock making a run. I I think Turlock is one of the hottest teams in the MASL, even though they lost today. And, you know, I said that this is going to be a recap of week 15, but, you know, 
part of week 16 has already happened, so, but for me, it's, San Diego is going to be absolutely phenomenal in the playoffs, I would not at all be shocked if we're watching them raise the trophy at the end of the Ron Newman playoffs, but, um, You know, the second game for Milwaukee, they go to Ontario 16 hours later. They play arguably one of the hottest teams in the MASL, and they get dismantled 7-3. And, you know, you talk to Giuliano, and he will always tell you there's no excuses, but it's very difficult to play a game and then go across town and play another game against, like I said, arguably one of the most hot teams in the major arena soccer league. But, you know, again, Giuliano will tell you, Marcelo will tell you, there's no excuses. And Milwaukee really never looked as though they were in the game. Um, And here's the thing. I I look at that game and I'm thinking, why don't we put in Joey? You know, he has played phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he had a rough night the night before. Not rough as in he didn't play well because he played out of his mind, but rough in the sense that he had to play a tough game and play a tough team that really put a lot of pressure on him. And he made some saves in that game that I don't think any keeper should be able to make. Um, And here's the thing. I... I found out later that Joey was a little sore and a little knocked up after the game. So that's why Rafa Diaz played. And unfortunately for Rafa, even though he has been outstanding all year and arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the entire league, he gave up three quick goals and... Anytime you do that, it's really difficult to respond. And, you know, so Giuliano had to go to the six attacker probably way earlier than he would have liked. And, you know, obviously, Tino is a great six attacker, but, you know, we did well with the six attacker when we were down against St. Louis. But, I mean, St. Louis and Ontario are two different teams. And so we really saw Milwaukee struggle with Ontario's defense and the amount of pressure that Ontario put on the wave. And again, let's not forget that they had just got done playing a game that went to a shootout against San Diego the night before. I think there were a lot of tired legs, and I think 
not really shown, and I think the scoreline showed that. And credit to Ontario, they they've been probably one of the hottest teams in the entire league. They just beat Turlock tonight. Um, I I'm going to talk about that next week when I recap three more games from this upcoming week. Um, what I'm going to do now is <clears throat> excuse me as I <coughs> excuse me as I die on my podcast, I apologize. As I said, I still have a little remnants of the cough from my pneumonia. Um, but hopefully Matt is able to come back next week and like I said I can't give him enough credit he really <clears throat> excuse me he really stepped up when I needed him to um, as much as I wanted to do on the volley well I was sick I sounded a lot worse than I do now and I was actually in the hospital for three days. I had zero voice to even talk, so I had messaged Matt on Facebook Messenger and I said, dude, you're probably going to have to cover for a while. And Matt told me this week that I was going to need to cover for him. And, you know, I gave him crap for it because I really, it's not the same if I don't give back crap, but in all fairness, he did a great job covering for me, so I have no problem covering for him. Um, as I said, you know, Ontario is probably one of the hottest teams in our entire league, which is amazing considering where they started. If you look at where Ontario started, to where they are now, it's absolutely mind-boggling. And I said to Matt in the beginning of the year that I thought Ontario was going to be in the top four, and clearly they are going to be in the top four of that Western Conference, but it surely did not start out that way. So, you know, give all credit to that organization because they really turn things around and obviously a lot of that has to do with the play of Frank Ty he's been absolutely unbelievable but we cannot forget the play of the people around Frank and the coaching staff in Jimmy Nordberg and you know the role players in Mike Hyundai Brave you know, you got guys like Justin Stinson, not to mention Chris Toth in the pipes. So, you know, the team over there is absolutely unbelievable. And I think you are really going to see the fact that this Ontario team is for real. And I would not at all be surprised if they're able to upset either Monterey or San Diego in the playoffs because 
that's how good of soccer they are playing right now. And, you know, if you would have asked me that towards the beginning of the season when they were virtually in the basement of the Western Conference, uh, you know, I I would have laughed at you because I, I really did not think that Ontario was even remotely going to be considered a playoff team. But yet here we are with two, three games left and it looks as though, you know, Ontario is going to be one of those teams that can really make a run going into the round to win playoffs. Um, what I'm going to do now, like I said, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Usually when Matt and I do it together, we are on here for over an hour, but I wanted to keep this short and sweet largely because he's not with me and I don't feel like boring you guys for an hour. Plus, if I talk too long, I still cough. So I wanted to keep this short, but I'm going to get into my three picks like we always do in Fantasy MASL. And for those of you that don't know what Fantasy MASL is, you really need to get on board. Um, We have a ton of people that participate. Uh, We have our own Facebook page. If you want to be a part of this, all you have to do is pick a roster every week. You pick a, a goalkeeper, you pick two defenders, one midfielder, two forwards, and a flex player. And a flex player could be anybody else that you think is going to make a difference and get you points for your team at the end of the week. So it could be a forward, a midfielder, the only position that it cannot be is a goalkeeper. So after the flex player, you pick a coach. And if you pick the coach that has a win in one of their games or all of their games throughout the week, you get one point. And then the other thing we do is you pick two games that you think are going to be locks. So, for instance, for this week, I picked Milwaukee over Orlando and Milwaukee over Orlando again tomorrow. Those are the two games that I consider locks. The result to me is not even in question, and that's what basically your two lot picks are um and for me they they got it done tonight they won 11 to 3 in front of almost 5,000 fans I like I said I'll talk more about the game in the episode this week um like I said we're running a little bit behind on episodes just because I haven't really been able to talk but um, Milwaukee got the job done tonight. You know, they beat Orlando 11-3. to And Ian Bennett and Marcio Lente and 
Max Friedman carried the wave along with a stellar performance from Rafa Diaz in goal, only giving up three goals, which was really nice to see considering his performance was not all that great in the game last week against Ontario. So, you know, but the wave showed the kind of team that they are tonight. Granted, you're playing an Orlando team that only had one win on the season. Um, and for me, and I think for a lot of Wave fans out there, they, these two games are absolutely critical for the Wave because you still play Harrisburg and you play Baltimore and you play Utica at the end of the season. So, to me, when you play Orlando back-to-back like this, Orlando as a one-win team, I mean, they're not going to roll over by any stretch of the imagination. But I think, you know, in these type of games, you really have to get a statement win because, let's face it, these are truly games that Milwaukee should be winning. And the fact that they won 11-3 tonight and the fact that Ian Bennett had six goals, one assist for a total of seven points. And Max Brennan had two assists and Marcio had to assist, um, you know, we factor in the fact that Coach Jules got the win. It really helped me out in fantasy, and I think, you know, as I said, if you want to get involved, we are always looking for more people to make this a better idea than what Matt and I came up with and so far it's been exponentially more successful than I could have ever imagined. We have many, many teams, we have many good ideas for the season next year. So if you want to get involved, please shoot me a message on Facebook. My name is Jeremy Rika. You could easily find me. Um, otherwise, you could search for Fantasy MISL and you could ask to join there. And if you have any questions, you could easily shoot a message to us over there. I have to admit, the group has been absolutely great. So, but yeah, so I think Milwaukee. It's going to do the same thing tomorrow. I'm not sure if it's going to be quite as exaggerated of a scoreline that we saw tonight. I think you're going to see Rafa come in again, but I think he's going to have a short leash. I think if we get down, Juliana will probably put in Matt Isolde because... Unfortunately, Joey Capito is standing up 
in a wedding, which I'm very happy for him. It would be nice if he was in Milwaukee, but you know, life comes first, and I know we'll be excited to get him back next week. So, yeah, I, I think Milwaukee will win the game tomorrow, which they need to do to keep the dream of making the playoffs alive. And if they're able to win tomorrow, it's a huge boost because you play Baltimore the following week, so you really have to be on your A-game when you play them on the 15th. And for Baltimore, it's a big game too because Baltimore is jostling for position in in the playoff race with Harrisburg and credit goes to my partner for saying that because he says that he's been saying that all year that it's going to come down to what Baltimore and what what Harrisburg do in the course of the season and if Baltimore doesn't make the playoffs I think you have to look back to that loss against Orlando in Orlando. And that could easily be the reason that Baltimore does not make the playoffs. Uh, uh, you know, they handled Harrisburg pretty easy tonight, I believe. It was 9-5, to but not sure of the score. If you want to know the score, please head over to MASL Off The Wall. It's a great page to find all your information about the Major Arena Soccer League. I also would encourage you to join MASL In The Box. It's another fan page that my buddy Adam and... My buddy Matt have created, and it's just another place for us to talk soccer and just have fun and just enjoy the game. Uh, For my upset pick this week, I actually chose Soleil's over Monterey. That game happened last night, and Soleil's handled... Monterey pretty easily, and I'm telling you right now, I I think Soleil is going to be one of those teams that could really, really make some noise going into this playoffs coming up here in a couple months. Um, well, not even a couple months actually, but yeah, you know, you watch that game and you saw. Solveig's essentially dominate Monterey. Um, I don't think... I picked the upset Sonora over Monterey because I, I've been really impressed with the way that Sonora has played. And as I said, I think they're going to be one of the more dangerous teams over in that Western Conference. And so I think that will, should definitely be a team that you guys watch because I, I truly believe that could be a team that could challenge both San Diego and 
Monterey for that Western Conference final appearance and possibly even a chance to play for the Ron Newman Cup. And I know that sounds absolutely ludicrous to some of you, but mark my words, it could easily happen. So that's it for me, guys. Like I said, I'm sorry for the delay. I really appreciate your patience. Again, a big thank you goes out to Matt Huber for covering me while I'm gone. This is going to be an occurrence sometimes where I do some episodes on my own just because I know Matt is really busy with work. I'm trying to get somebody to fill in for Matt when Matt is absolutely unavailable. But, you know, I always like to have Matt around and it's been absolutely amazing to be able to do this podcast with him. I will probably do another episode, most likely on Monday or Tuesday, recapping three games that I thought were very important games. Um, I will also give you my three picks for the week. I'm not going to go over every single game because I only do that when Matt does this podcast with me, so if Matt is not available, I will probably be doing the episode on my own again, and I have no problem doing that, and I, again, I thank you for your patience. This pneumonia has really been kicking my butt, so I'm sorry I've not been able to record, but it's kind of hard to record when you don't have a voice, so I appreciate your patience. If you haven't done so already, please check out MASL Off The Wall and also check out MASL In The Box on Facebook. If you want to be a part of our Fantasy MASL League, please go check out the Fantasy MASL page on Facebook. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a message on Facebook. My name is Jeremy Rika, R-I-C-C-A. You can look me up on Facebook and send me a message if you would like, and we will get you started if it's something that you are interested in. So, again, I apologize for the delay, but I thank you all for listening, and I will see you all Monday or Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and... Enjoy the rest of the MASL action for the rest of the week. And I thank you for listening, Matt, if you listen to this. I miss you, man, and I can't wait for you to come back to the podcast. It's just not the same without you. But again, this has been Jeremy Rika signing off saying, until next time, have a great night. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.